Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. guys i hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world my name is boom shaka and i welcome you to my channel i'm so grateful that you guys are watching subscribing and commenting on my channel i really appreciate the support in this video i wanted to speak to you guys about infj children and how 
I believe from what I've observed that ILFG children are extremely independent and have this sort of inner strength to them from a very young age on. For example, in my own life, I demonstrated this several times. Whenever I moved, whenever my family moved from place to place, we would have to go to a new school. And instead of having my parents guide me to the new school, take me to my new class and do all of that, even when I was you know, when I was very young, I would go to my school myself. I'd catch the school bus myself, I'd figure out where it was, I'd go to the school bus, I'd catch it, I'd go to my class myself, I'd find it myself, and you know, I'd ask a bunch of people, I'd be like, oh, where is this, where is that? And then I'd find the class myself, and then I'd take a seat on my own, and I would do all of it by myself. And this was when I was maybe 10, 12, 15, whenever it was, I would just do it on my own from a very young age, as soon as we started moving around a lot. I think the first time we moved to a new school was when I was six and then I was eight and then I was 12. We moved around a lot, as, as you can tell. But that was normal to me. I didn't actually even imagine or think that I should ask my parents to take me to school. It, it didn't even occur to me that that's something that as a child I should ask my parents, oh, can you take me to school? Now, of course, in university, it was commonplace. You know, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to school by myself and you know, my parents didn't even do anything for me. Uh, I did all my application myself, and that makes sense. You know, and when you're by, when you're at a university age, you know, by that time you kind of imagine that you can take care of yourself. But this was happening to me when I was eight, ten, twelve years old, and that in itself, when I think about it now, and I look back upon my life, I think to myself, how did I do it? <laughs> I mean, how did a child like me go to school by myself? And it wasn't just me. I would have to take care of my parents, my siblings as well, right? So my sister would come with me because we went to school where it was girls only and boys only. So my brother went on his own, which in itself is also a great thing. But my sister would come with me. And so I'd have to take her to her class, make sure she sat in a proper spot, I'll make sure that the butt when we were in the bus that she wasn't standing so I'd always have to fight with someone to get her a seat I'm like she's young and she just she can't stand can you can you give her a seat and so there was a lot of interesting things going on in my life when I was a child that now that I think about it I think are unusual like that there's I'm doing things that require a lot of inner strength and a lot of independence that perhaps were not atypical for you know weren't typical for children that age not only that, I had this sort of independent streak in me where I wanted to do everything on my own and I did not want to disturb or bother my parents too much. I had this incessant desire to make sure that I could do everything on my own without bothering my parents. That was also because my parents didn't like to be bothered. A lot of times they were busy and they were doing different things and we were very rambunctious kids. I was a big, big rebel so I did a lot of different things and my parents were like, my God, what are we going to do with you? Maybe that's also one of the traits of an INFJ, you know, we are rebellious children, we want to do things our own way, we want to do things in a way that makes sense to us, and if someone tells us to do something, we won't do it, because if it doesn't make sense to us, I'm not doing it just because you told me to do so, right? Now, of course, we have to kind of tamp down a lot of these tendencies, because, you know, in the schooling system, if you do too much of this, you're going to be kicked out, and in order to please our parents, who are paramount in our life at that point, we make sure that we follow the rules, because we have to make sure that we kind of fit in as much as possible, just to please our parents. As soon as we don't have to do that anymore, we kind of run off and do our own thing, obviously. But I would, you know, I would get injured quite often because, as I said, I was a very rambunctious child. I'd be roaming around all over the place, climbing mountains, doing this and that. And I got hurt quite often. 
And every single time I got hurt, and sometimes I got hurt that where I was bleeding profusely. For example, once I was kind of climbing a fence and the fence had these really pointy uh, edges to them on top and I slipped and one of the edges kind of like, it was like, basically like a, like, um, like a spear and it just kind of um, plunged into my, almost into my heart, right next to my heart. And so I still have a scar from that actually, it's so funny. So it plunged into my heart and obviously I pulled it out and that in itself, I was like, okay, how did I do that? Uh, obviously, I was in a lot of pain, but because I was bleeding a lot and I was bleeding onto the ground, my brother saw that and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I got hurt, but I don't want to tell my mother because I, she's sleeping and I don't want to bother her. And so he's like, are you insane? You have to tell the parents, you have to tell mom so we can take you to the hospital. I was like, no, no, it's okay. I can take care of this by myself. I'm just going to use my t-shirt and I'm going to wrap it around me and soon the blood flow will stop. You know, the body will take care of itself. And my brother's like, no, you have to go to the hospital. I'm going to go tell mom. And I was like, no, don't do it. He did. And she came in and she saw me. And I had to get stitches, I think five or six stitches. I, I don't remember now. But in that moment, I was thinking to myself, no, I don't need anyone else's help. I'm fine. I can do it on my own. I can take care of myself. I don't need anyone else to do it for me. If I need to go to the hospital, I can grab a taxi and go on my own. And I think at this point, I was 12 years old. I think I was around 12 years old. And so, again, as I think back upon that, I think to myself, what was wrong with me? And also, what was right with me? How did I end up becoming this kind of person? Another story, I was uh, playing with this glass top table and I slipped and my knee hit the edge of the table and there was a huge gash. I mean, it was bleeding a lot. But because I didn't want to, again, bother my parents, bother my mom, she was sleeping. I think she was napping at the time. And she told me specifically, do not bother me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, cool. So I didn't want to make a mess with all the blood that was pouring down my knee. So I went to the washroom and I stood on top of the toilet seat so that all the blood could gush into the toilet bowl. And therefore, I wouldn't mess up the surroundings. Now, of course, again, as I think about it now, insanity, right? Obviously, I had to get stitches there as well. I still have a scar on that as well. I think I had to get like six or seven stitches. But anyways, I think to that again, and I think, how did I become so powerful and, and how, how did I gain so much strength as a child so that I could do all these things? It, it actually, now that I think about it, it doesn't make any sense at all. But then, you know, at that point in time, it seemed pretty normal to do these things because it, there was no way of comparison, I suppose. Or it wasn't something that you spoke about with friends or family. You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I got a gash today and I, I sat around and waited uh, to deal with it by myself. You know, that's not something that you have a conversation with. Also, social media wasn't that common. So I, we couldn't really compare our lives or other, our um, situations with other people around us, right? It wasn't as common as it is right now. So back then, it seemed normal to me. It seemed like everyone dealt with it in this manner. So when I would see a child, you know, falling to the ground, getting a little scratch and then crying and bawling and, and doing all that, throwing a tantrum or doing all that, I think to myself, what are you doing? You know, it's just a scratch. Get up and, and go about your business. You know, stop being such a, ba a baby. Stop crying about it. Of course, that was not the, the nicest thing to say. But that's where INFJ children come into. That's how they deal with the world. They have this, as I said, inner strength. I think it comes from, I think a lot of it has to do with genetics probably because it, I can't imagine that at 12, I'd already learned all of these coping me mechanisms. You know, Maybe a lot of it has to do with genetics. 
a lot of it also is built in our personality because we have to take care of our parents, we have to take care of our ki- our children, our children, our, our siblings. We have to be the stronger person a lot of times. And so we kind of learned these mechanisms as well. We learned these behaviors. And as children, as INFJ children, I found that a lot of what we do or what, what we did as children be normalized, right? All of the stuff that I did, you know, taking my, my siblings to school or roaming around with them all over the city without concerning myself with the fact that there were no parents around. I was always taking care of all the neighborhood kids as well. I was mainly the person that made sure that 10 or 15 of those kids would play together and not get hurt. And if someone did get hurt, I'd take care of them. And this was happening from when I was, I think, five or six years old because I was always the oldest one or I was always the most mature one, perhaps, if you want to say it that way. I was always the one that kind of took on the leadership role. And no matter how many kids were around me, I'd always be the one who would make them play with each other and make sure no one bullied anyone, make sure everyone was fine and safe, making sure that they crossed the street properly. And so normally from a very young age, I had 10, 15, 20 kids around me that I'd be taking care of as, a, as an older child or as a mother, basically a mother figure. I guess that also taught me to be that person who's independent because no one's going to take care of me. I had to take care of myself. And on top of that, I had to take care of all these other kids as well, or all these other people around me. The same thing with my family. I had to in essence be the caretaker because when my parents fought I had to make sure my siblings were fine I also had to make sure my parents were fine and things like that right now all of this to say that as an adult as an INFJ adult I look back upon my life and I think to myself ah these are all the reasons why I turned out to be the person I am right now why I'm so independent right now why I don't need anyone or want anyone in my life why freedom is one of my primary values why Having a lot of people around me kind of irks me a little bit because I know I have to take care of them. And all of those things I realize now has obviously its roots in my childhood. The reason that I wanted to share this with you guys as about INFJ children and their strength is because, of course, even though we have all of the strength as children or had all the strength or have if you're a child right now, it doesn't mean that you don't actually need your parents around you anymore. A lot of times we'll pretend like that's the case. And if you have kids who are INFJ INFJs and you know that they're INFJs and they're very independent and strong, a lot of times the parental tendency is to just let them go, you know, let them be on their own, do their own thing and take care of themselves. But we have to also realize that we were still children and we still needed help and support. A lot of times we didn't get that because of the fact that we were so independent and strong. So everyone assumed, yeah, she can take care of herself. She doesn't need anyone. And most of the time, my parents or my, the, the caretakers around me or the caregivers would focus on the other kids because they needed more support. They needed more, more help. They were the ones who would cry more or they would need more support in general. And for me, I didn't. You know, I was independent enough and strong enough that I could take care of myself mostly. And so they would let me go on my own and do my own thing, which is kind of lonely at times. And a lot of times, I think that's the reason I have issues of abandonment and trust and rejection issues because of the fact that I was left alone to do so many things on my own. Not intentionally. Of course, that was one of the things that made it happen was my personality. You know, I behaved that way. I, I behaved like I didn't need help. Even still now, I do the same thing. I behave like I don't need help. When, of course, I'm not an island and no matter how strong you are as an INFJ or as a human being, you need people around you. You need people to support you. You need people just to vent to, you know, you need people just to be around you all the time not all the time, but some of the time, just because you are a human being with needs, desires, and and needing support is just a normal human 
um, um, behavior. And just because we are extremely strong doesn't mean that we don't need that, although we come across as that. And so if you have INFJ children, I really implore you guys to not let your children, your INFJ children, just go off on their own and do things all the time on their own. We do still need support, even though we come across as we don't. We don't need that much support as other people might, obviously. And so a lot of times you can let us roam free. And we would like it if you let us roam free because we're so, uh, we're, we need freedom as one of our primary values, even as a child. But we still are children and we need, to, we need you guys to remember that and we need you guys to support us as much as possible. So in our dreams, our desires, our compunctions, our, our thing that we do, we roam around on our own, we still need to come back to a safe, supportive environment at home and have parents that will listen to us and take care of us. That is, a, that is absolutely paramount. It does not mean just because we're so strong that we don't need that anymore, right? I hope this makes sense. If you guys have INFJ children uh, or if you're, not, if you're an INFJ parent, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear how you guys deal with your INFJ children or how do you guys support your INFJ children. And I just find it so fascinating because I never had this kind of network to talk to when I was a child. I didn't even know what INFJ obviously meant at that point or if I was an INFJ. I only learned about this stuff you know, four or five years ago. So, you know, I think there's a, a big chunk of my life that I wish I had known all this stuff. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you guys think of this video, obviously, and what you guys thought of what I iterated. And if you guys have any examples that you want to share with me as well, I'd love that. If you guys have any questions about this video topic or any other topics that I've done, please message me anytime. All of my contact information is in the description below. Again, I'm so grateful that you are listening, watching, and subscribing. I shall see you guys in the next video. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shakar. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.